0: show's podcast listeners. This is your host, Mike Van Ehrman, along with my co-host, Sam Hiller. We've got a great episode for you today. We're going to be recapping a lot of the most recent uh, games, including the UK Invite, uh, JMU versus VCU, and MSU versus GVSU, as well as we're going to talk about the greatest game ever played in our league. Uh, We posted a a Facebook quiz on that online, and uh, a couple people weighed in, so we're going to go over that and give our perspective. No average Joe's is the place where Steve the Pirate gets all his game recaps from.
1: Joe's. Joe's beat the only place for Steve.
0: And we're going to start off the recap section with a, a tournament that's about a month old, the UK Invite. It included uh, University of Kentucky, Kent State, uh, Western Kentucky University, and Miami of Ohio. Uh, UK ended up going 3-0. Kent went 2 and one WKU went 1-2, and two, and Miami went 0-3. Oh so, Sam, what did you take from this tournament?
1: Um, first of all, I took that all four of these teams are actually pretty good. Um, Miami, yeah, they went 0-3, but they were up on West Kentucky at the half, which is a pretty good sign for Miami, considering we all think that West Kentucky is a good team. Oh, yeah. Um, West Kentucky may not have had the results they won against Kentucky or Kent State, but at least they're getting new, new teams in there with Kent State and Miami. They're kind of branching out from just playing Kentucky all the time like they did the last two years. Um, Kent State, you know, 2-1, um, did what they wanted to do, got their two wins. Kentucky went 3-0, and did what they wanted to do, proved that they're still the best school in the country, maybe the second best school in the country, third best school in the country, but definitely a top favorite for the next Yeah, absolutely.
0: yeah I was not particularly surprised. I thought that uh, the records that uh, Kent and WKU turned in were going into it uh, potentially interchangeable, meaning Kent could have gone 1-2, and two, um, I don't know exactly how those games ended up playing out. I didn't uh, get to see a lot of footage from it, um, but in my opinion, those teams are pretty, uh, pretty close and pretty even keeled. So uh, obviously, UK um, I picked going into it would would go three and oh, you know, their own tournament. It's just they're they're between being the, being a great team and. It being their home tournament, I would have been very surprised if they walked away with a loss. And Miami is just keep, keep plugging away, and this was not an easy field for them. They're obviously still a developing team with a lot of, with a lot of good talent. Um, but going into a tournament like this, it's got to be pretty valuable for them to get this kind of experience uh, against teams like Kent, which has been number one in the nation for you know, the last two years or um, so on and so forth. And UK, who in my opinion is a top two team this year, Depending on how you look at it. So, uh, I was impressed uh, to hear that Miami also hung with uh, WKU for the first half because I still, despite their record not being uh, what they would want it to be, I still uh, regard WKU as a very good team. And, you know, shame on the person, shame on the team who takes them lightly just because their record, because their record has been against Kentucky and most teams in the nation, if they played Kentucky, the number of times that WKU played Kentucky, they would still have a similar record no matter how good they were. So uh, don't don't count on uh, on WKU to bow out just yet. I still think they've got a lot left.
1: Yeah, I agree. And uh, I feel bad for whichever team has to do what we did last year at Nationals to play West Kentucky first first round because West Kentucky looks like they're going to be a good team. Um, they got some good talent. I've watched a load of their film. And they look like a solid team uh, just because they're going to be – for example, they could be like three and nine, three and eight. Just throwing a number out there. But they're they're one and I think one and four right now. Some, something, something something like that. that. So whoever plays on <laughs> first round is gonna be tough because they'll be a twelve seed or a thirteen seed. But they don't have
0: they have more talent than your standard twelve seed. They're they even though they will be they'll be a, a quote unquote sleeper team just because they've got such a low seed, but they've got such talent. Yeah,
1: definitely. Uh, we'll move on now to JMU versus VCU. Um, I haven't really heard very much about this match and the fact that JMU won 12-0. Um, good job, JMU. Uh, VCU, don't worry about the team's first-year schools lose by a lot all the time. Oh, yeah. Even like Michigan State lost 12 to nothing my freshman year, to Grand Valley. And that was like our fifth year in the league. So <laughs> Way to bring it up, Sam. Way to bring it up. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, obviously you don't like to see scores that high. Even though we've done that before in the past, but
0: yeah, it's. I mean, it's honestly you can't really tell people to not throw and mm. not catch if the ball is coming in there. So um, it obviously it's going to be more of a learning experience for VCU. Um, being a first team, uh, a first year team in this league is not easy, as we've uh, mentioned before, um, and you know I'm sure that. That, you know, if JMU has somebody who's throwing 80, he's not throwing rocket balls every every two minutes, you know, if they're up 10 to nothing. I'm sure they're getting some, some guys who don't traditionally get playing time in. Uh, and, you know, when when people get on the court and they don't normally get playing time, you can't really tell them, oh, well, don't play 100%, you know, we don't want to run out the score. You want to give those people an opportunity to get the, get the experience that they want to get and get the playing time they want. Because they put in just as much work as everybody else on the varsity roster so. Um, kudos to them. Uh, they obviously play. They're obviously a good team, and uh, and VCU will, I'm sure, will bounce back. And uh, can't wait to hear what they do in the future.
1: So the next turn we'll talk about is the Miami Round Robin. Um, it featured Kentucky, Ohio State, Kent State, and host school Miami. Um, pretty similar to the UK anyway, just a little different, I guess. Uh, a couple schools switched out. Um, Kentucky went three and and0 Ohio State went two and one. We drive Ohio State, mm-hmm. bouncing back from. Well, at this point, start of the season, Kent State went one and two, Miami went zero and three, Ohio State. We didn't talk about them so far yet today. Uh, really good, really good performance. Really good showing. Beat Miami, beat Kent State, the two in-state rivals. <clears throat> they were close. Took a point from Kentucky, so. What was the point on that? Uh, I don't know, but I know they took a point. Okay. So, um, what do you think about Ohio State's performance?
0: You know, I when I saw Ohio State um, at the OSU invite, I thought that they had an off day. I thought that they played uncharacteristically poorly um, that day when they went, I believe it was 0-4. Um, so it's good to see that they're back to where they, you know, more towards where they belong. They're I know them as a very good catching team um, and, and a very um, – a very strategic team which Kent State plays a little bit of that they you know with all their all their blocking and, and only certain people throwing um, so it was impressive to me to see the results that OSU and and Kent when they go head-to head and they do have somewhat similar styles I was impressed that OSU was able to stay disciplined enough to to take down a, a very good team in Kent State and you know I w- going back to WKU I think the WKU and OSU Are going to be very similar, you know. Even though OSU had that 0-4 start and not the best uh, standings to begin the season, you know, if they, if OSU ends up an eight seed, a 10 seed, whoever's going to play them in the first round, much like WKU, it's going to be a real struggle because OSU is definitely a a talented team. They actually have added a lot more power throwers from last year when we played them last year to this year. They have added more power throwers, which, uh, which kind of shocked me. But, uh, but yeah, I I feel like that OSU is going to be definitely one of those teams that even though their record isn't exactly what they wanted it to be, just because of um, a poor start from the OSU invite, I think that they're going to be a force to be reckoned with.
1: Yeah, uh, definitely the power throwers part is pretty crucial because the last couple of years they haven't really had that many power throwers. I remember my freshman and sophomore year, they were one of the best things in the country. They had this Van Borhees guy, I think that was his name, number 5. Uh, threw harder than anybody in the league, threw lefty, threw really hard. Um, according to Zach Brown, they have a guy now named uh, Stringer who threw 77 miles per hour after three games, which is pretty impressive. <laughs> um,
0: Throwing 70 miles an hour in your first game of the day is impressive, let alone after three games, to be fair.
1: Yeah, yeah so that would put him in the top probably three or four throwers in the country out there with West Hopkins. Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, they had pieces like that, and all of a sudden, I don't think I want to be seeing them as an seed, like you said. I think this could be a team that's like a six seed. Oh, right. I mean, well, maybe not that high. Maybe you're right. Maybe an eight seed because you have like a clear top six right now, and then you have like a middle area, and then you have a clear bottom area right now. So
0: and that's and that's just in seeding right now. Um, yeah. the the talent level isn't that clearly defined just because a lot of the t- you know, with our league with the hockey style points, um, you know, if one team plays three games all year but they're phenomenal, they're going to be a fourteen seed and You know, if a team uh, doesn't play uh, as many quality opponents and and they're not that good, then they can bump their seeding up to a two or three seed. So, the talent while the seeding is pretty uh, pretty defined, like Sam said, the talent level that represents that seeding isn't, and that's why I think even as an an eight or a ten seed, Ohio State and WKU can both do a lot of damage at nationals. Yeah, definitely.
1: And, uh, Kentucky clearly 3-0. Talk about them already being one of the best in this country. I don't think we can give them enough praise like we have in all, yeah. all season. But one thing we did talk about is that this put them in first place in the country. Okay. They're now the number one team. They're 13-1. and mm-hmm. Um, Kansas State is 13-6, and I believe, but because they've played five five less, or five more losses than Kentucky, obviously they're the number two seed. Um... So I think good job Kentucky, you guys definitely deserve this, <coughs> playing as many games as you have, winning as much as you have, your one loss was to James Madison, which isn't... It's not a bad team. Know, no. It's... And you guys didn't even have your best roster at that point, so good job Kentucky. Yeah, absolutely.
0: I think that I I honestly believe that um, that Kentucky will be um, in the Final Four at a minimum, Um I personally would like MSU to get another chance at, at playing them before um, before nationals just because, you know, I wanna I wanna play I wanna play the top teams and I wanna play the top teams at full strength. You know, I wanna see what we're up against. I wanna I wanna get that experience that, you know, I talk about other teams getting experience all the time. I want to be able to 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 play them and to see what they're all about more than what we just saw the first time when they were missing a couple people. Um, like Zach Brown didn't play against us so I would I would definitely like to see that um, so I can learn more than what than what I just see on film
1: alright and uh, uh excuse me Kent State went 1 and 2 um kind of a, not as good as they this had all season but still a solid you know losing Ohio State and Kentucky isn't anything to be ashamed of and Miami went 0 3 once again three best three of the top teams in the country um Nothing to be ashamed of the losing, so absolutely not. So now we'll go on to probably the best game of the first semester. Unfortunately, we lost, but uh, Michigan State versus Grand Valley. Grand Valley won three to two in overtime. <clears throat> um, it was a pretty controversial ending for multiple reasons. Like there's a balls over that was called that may not have should have been called, Dying. but um, there's also uh, a double hit at the end that could have gone either way. So. <clears throat> but I would say one of the best games I've ever witnessed. Definitely the best game I've ever played in. So what do you think?
0: Well, first of all, I just want to say that I just want to say thank you to Spencer, Tori, and Lindsay for coming out. You know, on a Sunday. It was Sunday. yeah on a Sunday. You know, in their own free time and and coming to ref that. I really do appreciate it. And you know, there are controversial calls. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Dodgeball is the hardest sport to ref. You cannot, you cannot possibly keep your eyes on everything. All at once, so uh, I was glad that we had seasoned veterans in the league uh, there to ref. Um, Obviously, some things didn't go our way that I wanted to, and some things didn't go Grand Valley's way. Uh, It was it was exciting but disappointing at the same time to have the game literally decided by half half a second. You know, depending on which ball hit the ground first, which ball. You know, I mean, it was literally that close to. MSU beating Grand Valley for the first time ever, or Grand Valley continuing their their recent string of or their historic ring, string of wins over MSU. Um, it was exciting. It was frustrating at the end, just because of how close we were. Um, because I'm a junior in this league, this is my third year, and I've never we've never come that close to beating Grand Valley. I
1: don't know if ever, maybe ever, no, not ever. Um, I mean, how could it be closer than yeah it, than one player, half a second deciding? So. Right.
0: It, it doesn't get much closer than that. But, I mean, score-wise, I don't think we've ever taken no. them to overtime. <clears throat> I don't think that we've – I mean, last couple of scores have been like 5-0, 5-1. Um, obviously, they're a phenomenal team in this league, one of the best. I put them up there with Kentucky easily. Um, I was really impressed with um, a lot of – not only our rookies, but uh, a couple of our vets really played not outside themselves, but better than they normally do within their same skill set. Um, but I, you know, there were there were a lot of people from uh, from Grand Valley who surprised me as well. Uh, before the game, Sam Hiller went up to our team and said, "If they can't throw, odds are they can probably catch. So be careful if you know if one guy isn't throwing very hard or if he's you know kind of baiting you this way and that way." So uh, I know I got caught on a phenomenal catch uh, it was about to fly fly right by the guy's face and he just kind of leaned back and, and put one hand up and reeled it in so it was all around a phenomenal game it sucks that we lost but you know you can't really be mad there's I mean even with video evidence we're sitting there poring over it like I can't really tell so if you can't really tell with video evidence uh, you can't really uh, you can't really make uh, a, a reasonable judgment on the court. So it was the by far and away the best game, that the most fun that I've ever had playing dodgeball. Um, and that leads us into, into our next segment, which what? is... Um,
1: oh, Sam Hiller's not done. Yeah, you hogged the mic for the whole time talking about Gary yeah, but I got Sam, bro. I was frustrated. So uh, I think that... I'm not going to talk about the end. I'm not going to talk about how good the game it was. I'm going to talk about how good the teams were. I think that this game proved that There's four top teams in the country. A clear top four at this point in my eyes. And there's kind of like a fifth through seventh through eighth area that are close to the top four and could make that leap, but aren't there yet. I think you go Kentucky. Mm I think you go Grand Valley. I think you go Michigan State. I think you go Sacramento Valley. I think those are, from what I've heard, what I've seen, what other people told me, that those are probably the top four clear teams in the country. I think that's your clear final four favorite depending on... Seating. Seating, right, obviously. That's... I mean, you could end up with, like, Sagamore Valley Pine Grand Valley. The and lead Eight. Elite Eight, yeah. Which is stupid, like, last year. I'm so <laughs> sad about that. That was our fault. Um, that was our fault, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I think you have, like, the next tier, which is, like, Kent State, James Madison, Central Michigan, Maryland, Ohio State, West Kentucky, I think it's, like, your second tier. And then you have, like, the third tier, which is the more developing teams. Um, but, yeah, Grand Valley really impressed me. They still are well well the machine. They're still team-throwing great. They're still catching great. Um, they have the best assortment of power throwers in the league. Uh, Bailey for Grand Valley was one guy I unfortunately left off my watch-out-for-this-guy group, but he ended up being the one that won the game. Right. Uh, really impressed me. Good job. I don't know your first name, but it might be Kevin. Can tell you. Kevin Bailey sounds about right. Yeah. Um, Get back to it, Mark. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Gray really impressed me. Michigan State really impressed me. I mean, I played awful. <laughs> and we were down on some of our varsity players, like specifically three of our hardest throwers, and we still hung around. And more than hung around, we went to overtime, almost won the game. Like, really impressed me. And honestly, I think that, you know, with how good Kentucky's been, how good Sacramento can be, this is a good year for dodgeball it's very absolutely there's a lot of parity but at the same time there's definitely a clear top four
0: well and I think one thing that's lost in all of this um, you know 0.5 seconds deciding whether or not a team wins or loses is how awesome this overtime was I mean we went from having 15 on 15 for 10 minutes and people kind of just sitting on balls um, in the back line not wanting to get hit to, to six really talented players um going at it and and basically fighting to the death and with no clock. I, I don't know how long overtime took. Was it six minutes, seven, seven minutes? Eight. Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't ridiculously long, uh, but there was a definite sense of urgency that had been missing in years past with overtime. Uh, so I really liked how it worked. Uh, and even in the face of a loss, I still like the way that that the whole thing operated, and that even though the final outcome wasn't great, the, the the product at the end was, in my opinion, really, really fun.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree, and I'm not saying this because Michigan State is the team that brought this up, I'm not saying that, <laughs> no, seriously, I'm not saying that um, it's great because we brought it up, I think it's great because that's the most exciting part of dodgeball I've ever been a part of, I yep. was even playing, I was standing on the sidelines coaching, and I, I was shaking, I was getting really nervous, like... It was really, really exciting. And then the other overtime game I've seen was Saturday Valley, Kent State. That was really, really exciting. That was exciting. Really, yeah. Like, I think that we found a good formula form, format for yeah. uh, overtime. So,
0: yeah. That, the two overtime games that I've seen this year or seen or been a part of have been nail-biters and have been, you know, back and forth, you know, teams on the side, you know, jumping up and down. So, it doesn't really get much better than that, in my opinion.
1: All right, so now we'll move on <laughs> to the greatest games ever played. Um, we asked, we had a little Facebook poll to see what people thought. And uh, first of all, Brian Baker said Michigan State vs. Grand Valley from 2012. That was the game that was this past Sunday. Um, that was a really good game. Obviously, we've talked about it a lot. Josh Raymer and uh, Dylan Fettig both said the Central Michigan versus Grand Valley National Championship game in 2011. Um, we'll talk about that more in a little bit. Uh, and then Josh Hammer also said UK versus WKU in two thousand nine. I unfortunately don't remember that game very well. <laughs> but uh yeah. Spencer Jardine said S V S C versus G V C Nationals two thousand twelve. That was the game that went to overtime in Sagama by one by one player to go for the national championship. Um, and Greg Trappetti said G V C versus Delta at Nationals two thousand eight. That's before any of our time. So maybe it's like Ian or something. Yeah. yeah, Ian would know a lot about yeah. that. Ian would know, but he's not here. So or we could ask Ben Murphy, but he was right with the dinosaurs Reserve, so <laughs> he's um, not here either. He's not here either. So, uh, <clears throat> what do you think for the best game I've ever played?
0: Well, <clears throat> my personal opinion would just be because I was playing in GVSU versus MSU. Um, I was one of the six people in the overtime, so my my opinion, just because I was a part of it, was uh, would be. Uh, MSU versus GVSU this is past Sunday. Um, Spencer even said that that his blood pressure was up when he and he was only refing. So um, I was pretty pumped up at the time. Uh, other than that, just to to pick something that is in my own school, I would definitely say um, GVSU versus SVSU last year at nationals. I just remember everyone going all out. I just remember everything being so tense and knowing that this was there was so much on the line and. You know, even though it wasn't the current overtime format, it was they still knew what they were playing for, and you know, they, every person mattered. Every you know, if that clock hit zero and you had ten and the other guys had eleven, you were you were going home. So every person, whether they were an all-star or a freshman just breaking their way into the varsity roster, every person mattered as equally as every other player on the on the team. So. That was really, really intense for me. Um, not or CMU versus uh, GVSU was still fun, and it was a lot of fun to watch, but it wasn't quite as quite as exhilarating for me. Um, but I would definitely give the nod, aside from MSU versus GVSU, which I was obviously a part of, um, GVSU versus SVSU at Nationals last year.
1: I'm going to go with Central Michigan versus Grand Valley at Nationals 2011. Okay. Because this was a game that was two years in the making. Like... <laughs> everybody knew the year before that Central Michigan and Grand Valley were the two best teams. Like, Central Michigan won the MBC. They made it to the National Championship game. They lost to Grand Valley. Grand Valley got their revenge. And everybody's like, wow, these are the two best teams. Neither team really lost that many players, from what I'm aware or remember. And you go into the into Nationals 2012 or 2011, and everybody knew these are the two teams that going to play for the championship. Everybody wants to play for third and fourth place. Like... I mean we almost upset Grand Valley. We lost two to one. Yes. That was
0: the, that would be the second closest
1: that we Yeah, ever that was came. the second closest we ever came to be yeah. Grand Valley. But um everything going into this, it was gonna be super close. It was the national championship game. Like, yeah, our game was cool because it was overtime and stuff, but it was just a regular season game. Ours is probably the best regular season game ever, I'll say that. But the championship game, everything on the line, Central Michigan playing for their first championship, Grand Valley going for their fifth straight, I think. Yeah. And they went with, like, 30 seconds, 40 seconds left on um, good plays. Uh, Central had Bryce, Corian, and Pat Fisher, Eric Sweet, Brad Richardson, Damon Hawkins, all those stack good. Lineup. Stack lineup. Stack Grand Valley had Jimmy Stokes and Mark Trippetti and Greg Trippetti, Josh Stevenson. Stack lineup. Both sides are really good, really stacked. I don't know what else I can say about it. It was back and forth. It was really competitive. Um, that would be mm-hmm. my pick for the best game ever.
0: Yeah, the, the reason that I gave the nod to, uh, to GVSU and SCSU was because, I mean, it wasn't the national championship game, but these two are like bitter rivals and it went into overtime. So 50 minutes of dodgeball was not enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the combination of a national championship berth on the line plus overtime, plus bitter rivals, um, I, it didn't get much more
1: exciting, in my opinion,
0: from, as a spectator.
1: Alright, and now we're going to move on to a section we didn't tell you about earlier. We're going to talk about team of the year, or team of the semester, team to watch next semester, because we still have another like five six minutes to uh, talk, because we're <laughs> way we're right under, under budget right now. So um, what would you say was your team of the semester?
0: Uh, my team this semester, I'm going to give to uh, Kentucky, just because I mean they're 13 and one. They're playing really quality opponents, and not only playing quality opponents, but but racking up a, a record as sparkling as that. Um, they're tough. They throw. They catch. They do everything. It's frustrating to play them just because you know uh, Wes Hopkins put a hole in the concrete wall behind mm. him when he threw at me, uh, but. Yeah, I would say that it would definitely be Kentucky. Uh, Grand Valley, uh, even though they lost the Battle of the Valleys, uh, would have to be pretty close behind there just because I know how well they can play uh, and witnessing it firsthand. So I would definitely put Grand Valley up there, but right now I'm just going to Kentucky.
1: Yeah, I would pick Kentucky too for all the same reasons you picked. But my number two team would be Michigan State because <laughs> um, I thought that they played really well. Uh they beat Saginaw Valley. They beat Kent State twice. Beat Ohio State. Central. They almost beat. Grand- said Central. Oh, Sen- oh, yeah, we beat Central. Like that's awesome. Like get that. <laughs> and uh, almost beat Grand Valley. They were. Um, they didn't get blown out. Like we usually have like one or two below losses a semester. Yeah. And this year we didn't get blown out at all. Like yeah, I think the worst we lost is four to nothing to Kentucky. Yeah. But even that's then, like the points were close for the most part. Except for the last one. Except for the last one. So, um, yeah, I would say Michigan State. And then uh, for my team to watch for next semester, I'm going to say James Madison because hey, right now they're in, I think, fourth place in the league. But they've only played two teams with the winning records. They played Kentucky, mm-hmm. who they beat. But that right. was like a Kentucky's beat team. Right. And they played Kent State, and they lost. Okay. Now, next semester, they get Michigan State, Grand Valley, Saginaw Valley, Central Michigan. Kentucky again. I have a list on the website if you read my fall semester interview. um, (laughs) It's in there, but uh, it's the time for them to prove that they're top 14 in the country or it's the time for them to show that they're a pretender. Either um, way. Either way. We'll we'll find out more about James Madison this next semester because they play five games one day at the the Chicago Dodgers Open and then they're also going to play in their own, the Beast. Right. And when you're getting that many games, and we'll find out if they're really, if they're really really great team, or if they're just Hang beating on. up on other teams. So, yeah,
0: I'm I'm really encouraged, uh, or I'm really excited to see, you know, the four the four Michigan teams plus Kentucky. Uh, that's going to be a, a great matchup for them. Uh, I would also like to keep an eye on Kent State, uh, just because they. They play a lot of games, and they don't shy away from any matchups, really. They'll go and they'll play anyone, anytime, anywhere. Um, So I would like to see who else... I don't know offhand who else they have scheduled, um, but I would like to keep an eye on them because... With them, you know, you, you don't know all the time. Just because you know they beat a team like James Madison, but then they lost to you know Ohio State, who they had already beaten earlier in the year. So uh, I can't really quite figure them out um, and give them a place just yet in my own mind. Um, that's why I want to kind of keep a closer look at them and, and see who they play. I'm sure it's going to be a lot. Um, I, I want to see who they play and, and what those final results are.
1: And then we'll do a little quick preview of the Chicago Dodge Row because I don't think we're going to get a chance to do the podcast before then. Correct. So um, the teams going are DePaul and Moody, obviously the two host schools, um, Michigan State, Grand Valley, James Madison, and Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Nebraska's getting their first action of the season in, which will be cool. Um, I think your two favorites are Michigan State, Grand Valley. Uh, James Madison is kind of like that the under, dark, horse. dark horse, underdog type of story. The other three schools, I think, we'll pick a winner to each, but. I don't know if they'll pick up three or four wins. Mm-hmm. So, um, Michigan State Grand Valley and James Madison all play each other, so that will be interesting. So we'll
0: get we'll get to we'll get to know a little bit more about the league and where each other stands, and you know who you know, and, and potential nationals preview in you know a quarterfinals or a semifinals. Um, MSU Grand Valley, MSU JMU JMU Grand Valley. You know it's it's definitely got some nationals implications to it. This tournament does. Yeah.
1: Um, so, it'll be really determined, other than that, mm-hmm. to look forward to the next semester. We have the Beast, the always impressive Michigan Dodge Cup, <laughs> and uh, Nationals. So, yeah. yeah. Um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll be back in January with another podcast. Thank you.